Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The match ball. The Matchball 30 is sponsored by Calidus, leading consultants in health and safety, project management, asset management, environmental services and training. Visit wearecalidus.com for more information. I'm Dan Moylan. With me, Michael Normanson. Hello. Moscow White's here as well. Daniel Chapman. Hello. Did you enjoy the international break there? After that uh, resounding win against Man City and the batty goal, were we still celebrating a week later? Bit of a letdown, but you know, German, isn't it? Can't beat him. Would have been nice to see batty score for England, but I'm sure we'll get around to that eventually. Yeah, friendly at Wembley. Tony DiRigo was there as well. Always nice to see Tony uh, ousting Stuart Pearce from the lineup. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems to not be a permanent solution there. I think Pearce is going to uh, probably get his place back. He was suspended, wasn't he? For he seems to be suspended domestically, but then not picked for England. I don't know if that was that. Is that a moralistic thing from Graham Taylor? The FA back then, though, was still suit jackets in the hallway, wasn't it? They were maybe leaning on him and saying, "You can't pick a thug like that when but, he's being suspended." But they're more than happy to have a criminal like Tony DiRigo playing left-back. He's Australian, you see. That's the that's the joke. Yeah, thanks for explaining that for us. But uh, yeah, the, the write-up for it, saying that he was solid at left-back, but required a truly world-class performance to permanently dislodge Stuart Pearce. I mean, Tony Dorigo, world-class? Yes. Yes, he is, because he's the best left-back in the goddamn world. This one, by the way, um, was this Graham Taylor's first defeat as England manager, this one? It was. I can't see him having many more. He's a, he's a very good manager, and I'm sure he's, he's more than up to it at this level. But um, yeah, Tough game against Germany. Uh, it was a bit of a piece together side as well. It was not. Um, it was. We weren't at full strength, were we? Uh, quite a bit of emotion in the air as well, though, because this was the first time we'd played against them since what World Cup nineteen nineteen, Italian ninety, the tears, Gaza crying on the pitch. It was all happening. Love international breaks me. They're great, aren't they? Gary Speed played for for Wales among others, and what a result for them. I mean, I'm not saying it was all down to Gary Speed, but they did beat Brazil, who are still probably the best team in the world just because that's the rules of football. Mm. So yeah, that makes Gary Speed the best footballer in the world, more or less. But yeah, good win for them, 1-0 at uh, Cardiff Arms Park. Strack was captain in Scotland as well. They drew with Switzerland. Two behind? What are Scotland playing at? Yeah, they're not quite as good as Brazil, but still a decent result. McAllister came on in that one as well. And um, Howard Wilkinson, enjoying that his players are away on international duty, but quoting Bob Paisley saying that the mark of a good player is how he performs in the first league game after returning from an international. So it's not about what they've been doing over the last week, but what they're going to do at the weekend from Harold Wilkinson's point of view. Well, as they all journeyed back from the uh, the international training camps, listening to their Walkmans, you know what they're probably listening to? Still, 
If it's if it's number one tomorrow, by the way, that'll be ten weeks at number one. Brian Adams. I'm getting a bit bored of it now. Would you prefer to see Right Said Fred at the top of the charts because they're being held off in the number two position? Is it the lesser of two evils where that's concerned? They'll go far, those guys. I think <laughs> we, we've not heard the last of them. I'm sure of that. Well, they're returning to uh, to Fullerton Park. And Fullerton, which song is it? Uh, which one? The Right Said Fred. Yeah. You, don't you know him? You bought it. Is it I'm too sexy? It is excellent. It's a good one. Is that um, you're my mate? Is that out yet, or is that on the, might, might be an album track? I've got that too. It's a it's a real romp along classic. I have it on in the car sometimes. Uh, they're returning to um, to Fullerton Park though, which is beset by injuries at the minute. What's the latest on it? Wallace's groin is the latest thing. An operation yesterday. They're taking it out. I heard his whole groin. Yep, groin replacement, groin removal surgery. He's having. <laughs> Are they not doing the <laughs> transplant from Ray? <laughs> it's good. A good point, actually. Yeah. It's, um, won't reject will it the groin then does, does he get does he have no groin or do they put the the, the dodgy groin back into ray yeah we want to put the, put the best bits into rods and we'll just uh rebuild ray with the with the worn out parts well he was a waste of money wasn't he absolutely knackered so i've just got visions taking to to raise legs like with a circular saw like we'll have that I'll have that just go off Rob Price a mere boy at this <laughs> stage as well you would imagine uh, dearie me so Fairclough is, is back in training fingers crossed they'll be back they're looking at Coventry aren't they for this one but he might not quite make it today as we go to uh, to Chelsea this we've got Carl Short played half a reserve game in the Central League against Blackburn after seven weeks out for following his mysterious wedding incident <laughs> and uh, You'd l- you would love to know or have been uh, an eyewitness to that. Like, a, a, is, I don't know. Has he made a pass at one of the bridesmaids, or he was set upon by strangers? But after a wedding, is it the way it was told? Mm. Who knows? Who knows? These these things can get out of hand. But he's better now. He's better now, and he'd like to play a game from the start. Although um, there was some doubt as to whether it would be him replacing Wallace in this game, taking back the number eight shirt from last season, or Gary Speed might be playing up front. How oh, we've got Steve Hodge, but. It is a shorter, as um, Howard Wilkinson would call him. Well, we saw against Manchester City that the extra body in midfield and pushing forward from midfield led to Batty's goal, so maybe Wilco's got a, a taste for that. But... Well, no, we've got to put a stop to that. We can't have Batty scoring. Get uh, get two up front and keep him keep him well back. So Shutty is in the side then, like-for-like like replacement in the number eight shirt rather than uh, the extra midfielder. And it's Lukic, Sterling, Dorigo, Batty, McClellan still at centre-back, as we said. With Chris White, Gordon Strachan, Carl Schutt, Chapman, McAllister and Speed completing the 11 with Hodge and Weatherall retaining their places on the bench. Now, a name that we were linked with, if you were following the Matchball 30 last season, Tommy Boyd, the guy from, uh, is it Art Attack? Did we decide or did we get the name completely wrong there? Was that Neil Buchanan? <laughs> Either way, uh, he is um, playing for Chelsea. That's where he ended up. Because um, we got the better player. Well, we got we got Tony DiRigo, didn't we? So they had to backfill down there at Stamford Bridge. Hitchcock. In goal, Paul Elliott, who's recently signed for them from Celtic. Ken Moncow, um, Graham Lasso, Steve Clark, Vinnie Jones, ex-Leeds man, Dennis Wise, poisonous little. Um, Andy Townsend, Kevin Wilson and Kerry Dixon with Alan Dickens and Joe Allen on the uh, on the bench. I always remember Joe Allen having his sticker, I think for, I can't remember exactly when it was. It might have been one of the tournaments and him not being a handsome chap. Anyway. I must admit, it's not a name I've I've heard other than the um, the Allen version rather than the Alon version. I'll have to um, to Google him and, and check when when Google is invented. But Ian Porterfield is their manager. But yeah, so Vinny and Dorigo swapped teams via well Sheffield for one of them. But 
big transfer fee for Vinny. He's retained a lot of value. So clubs obviously, you know, valued him very highly. £575,000 from the Blades. It takes a lot to release him from Dave Bassett's clutches. So that will have been a, a big bid to get him away from his second dad. And a warm welcome for Tony Dorigo back at the bridge when they were doing the warm-up exercises beforehand. They're all tippy-tapping the ball to each other in a little circle, playing keep ball, and every time Dorigo got the ball, boo, boo. Tony doesn't deserve that, does he? No, oh, stitched up by Bates, wasn't he? Probably. Vinny's an interesting one because clearly their midfield was just too likeable with Dennis Wise in there, so they had to had to get someone to, to really uh, upset the opposition. What did you make of this game, though? It felt like it was a little bit more of a, a cagey affair not the sort of barnstorming action that we saw against Manchester City. Lots of uh, passes going backwards. It's a win though, isn't it? Who cares? It's just a rubbish venue for football. It's like playing it in a cross between an athletic stadium and a used car yard. You're never going to get a good game at Stamford Bridge. I mean, there is a lot There is a lot of space behind those goals, which we will come on to in due course. But, you know, it's two sets of advertising hoardings, one which is set in a different borough of London. I'm... I'm Fairly sure they're that far away. And obviously, back in the olden days, you used to see all the little cars, didn't you, behind the goal? Like a car park. Because Ken Bates could probably monetize it. Was it a promotional thing, the cars being there? Was it advertising anything? Or is that genuinely just like where the players are leaving their cars? I think it was a combination. There was some uh, just parking space, but then sometimes the cars would be... Um, you've seen photos from the 1970s of like one particular model of car. I've got, for some reason, I've got a memory of bubble cars. Yeah, yeah. Just all in a line to to promote them so they'd show up on the match of the day cameras when they were in town. And then, yeah, I think it started to just look a little bit, you know, if you're Ken Bates, who is their chairman at this time, and there's an opportunity to charge a little bit extra for car parking behind a goal, then um, quick get away, right next to the stand. The big money, though, is in uh, probably putting a hotel in that space because if you look mm. at it, if you look at the... Um, the aerial view, I, I've got a friend who went up in a plane mm-hmm. and he's taken some pictures and you can really see all the space. What's his name? Behind there. Um, John Pilot. <laughs> is that his surname or is that his occupation? It's his surname. Oh, that's really... It's nominative determinism, determinism yeah, and all that, yeah. Excellent. Um, wow. John T. Pilot. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's a dump, isn't it? Essentially. Yeah. In what is a posh part of London. Uh, but you'd never know it from looking at this. Like As, as Moscow was saying, it's just an absolute shithole, isn't it? It's under the bridge open, yeah. The nightclub, I can't remember if when... I think it's a discotheque at this era, maybe. It's still a discotheque. Yeah, yeah. A wine bar, perhaps. Yes, well, yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So we have a, a good chance. Gary Speed, long-range shot. But it does go well wide in that in that first half. Would you have given Chelsea a penalty? No, nope. they're asking for one waving their arms around. If it was like the one um, that was given for Niall Quinn against White in the City match, then no. Chris White is an angel who never puts would put his hand nor his foot on anyone illegally. So no. And Kerry Dixon is a knobhead, so I'm not having any part of this. And the ref wasn't having any any of it. But what we did see is well, not surprising in the slightest. Batty and Wise should we say, getting into one another in this game. That was Wise's fault. Patty should have leathered him. To be honest, even if it was an unprovoked attack, you would probably justify it. I mean, Dennis Wise is the sort of man I could imagine punching someone while they're laying in their bed. Hmm. So anything that occurs to him is well-deserved. It's fine. Absolutely. It is a weird tactic of Chelsea's to reunite Dennis Wise and Vinnie Jones from the Wimbledon team. But it seems to be that's what they're going for is late 80s. Wimbledon, I suppose you can look at Andy Townsend as allegedly bringing some kind of passing ability to proceedings. But um, yeah, I wonder if they'll end up bringing Dave Bassett down to manage the whole thing. Wow, that'd be uh, entertaining. Would you put it past Ken Bates, though? If it was the right man at a cheap price, you'd probably uh, expect it. And the game turned on the hour mark with some good work down the right. Sterling and Strachan linking up, as they do. We know how effective they are down that side. And a little bit of pinball uh, around the box with this one. It drops to McAllister, who then is is some. It finally drops to a calm head, and he um, knocks it onto the left to, for Speed, who is just kind of inside the box, but too far wide to, to shoot. So he just chips it to the far post, and Shutty is there a few yards out, doing a bit of a Chapman job. It must be said, this is this is pretty much a Chapman goal. Headed it um, down, which is what you're supposed to do. He did indeed. It's in the coaching manual, that isn't it? And Hitchcock did get near it, but um, but not not near enough. And then he runs off to celebrate some miles away with the Leeds fans who can somehow see that it's gone in. I mean, we say miles away. It really is. He clears the first set of advertising hoardings, then the camera cuts away, returns. He's still jogging. It's like the 400 metres around there. You're talking about like an athletics track. And then he has to clear the second uh, set of um, of boards, advertising boards. And then finally, yeah, sometime near nightfall, you arrive at the Leeds fans behind the goal. Bates must be cursing his luck that he wasn't allowed that electric fence because he could have, could have given Shutty a few... A few hundred volts through him to, as a punishment for scoring this one. He was pleased, but the referee wasn't. That was the, the upshot of this. Yeah, he's, uh, it's Roger Milford, who was um, quite uh, luxuriant um, in this game. His grey mullet looking splendid and um, ordering Carl Schutt to stop it. Schutte thought he was uh, telling him that the, the goal was being disallowed, but it turned out he just wanted him back on the pitch, <laughs> basically. And uh, to be fair to Carl, says he told him he'd been out for eight weeks and asked, uh, asked Roger what he would have done if he'd scored the goal after being out for so long. And then uh, the referee said, all right, well, carry on then. <laughs> Just fair enough. But he, he didn't get second. to the point where he'd, he'd send him running back towards the fans again because there's only so long uh, the game can go on during an afternoon while they wait for <laughs> Carl Schutt to finish 
celebrating a goal. <laughs> but um, Common sense was applied, Moscow. Is that what you're telling me? It seems that way, yeah. That's Isn't ridiculous. Shut he's not doing anybody any harm, so let him carry on. Should have been two. How on earth didn't this one go in? I've absolutely no idea. I mean, Chapman seems really upset and he's appealing that it did go in when I, I don't I think actually it was a it didn't look to me like it did but it was yeah it, do we go down the left crosses from McAllister who heads it down to Chapman and you, you are just waiting for it to hit the net yeah two yards out he puts it in Hitchcock somehow just luckily I would say did you just bounced off his hands just throws himself somewhere <laughs> and he, he gets a hand to it but yeah it's, a, it's an amazing save there's a lot of suspense when you're trying to wait and see whether it's going to go in but Hitchcock appears from the shadows and uh, blocks it so the player we signed to play in our left-back position from these lot is instrumental in stopping them scoring. And Lasso expects a tap-in when this ball gets uh, put across the face of our goal. Not happening though, is it? Because Tony DiRigo is £1.3 million worth of talent. Faster than Tommy Boyd. Faster than Graham Lasso, probably. Mick Whitlow would have got there sooner though, wouldn't he? You've got to be careful saying that name at Stamford Bridge after last season's uh, affair that shudders going down the spine of the uh, of the Chelsea fans at this one. 23 and a bit thousand inside uh, inside the bridge for this, by the way. Pathetic. <laughs> Rubbish club, aren't they? <laughs> Awful. Nothing will ever come of them. And amazingly, I mean, what a beautiful payoff this is. After we saw Shutty getting a little reprimand for going to celebrate, but, but I think the referee understood it's not his fault that the stadium's been built so far away from the pitch. Uh, we nearly saw a repeat performance, but it was denied by the referee when, of all people, that poisonous little twat, Dennis Wise, thinks he's scored, runs off towards the Chelsea fans, but it's so far away and he's running so far away from the pitch that he doesn't even hear the whistle denying it. He doesn't even see it because it's miles away in his rearview mirror. He thinks it's a traffic policeman directing the cars <laughs> behind the goal. <laughs> and Dennis Wise being Dennis Wise, a good sporting man, he says, oh, do you know what, referee? That's probably the correct decision. Mm. Um, I'm happy to take the linesman's view on this and I will return without complaint. But it's a similar sort of thing, isn't it? Ball fizzed across the um, the six-yard box that he puts it in, but he's offside, and he's definitely offside, in my opinion, and he's awful. Yes, contrary to Michael's presentation of his Corinthian spirit, he's furious, and it's great. Angry little pillock. <laughs> uh, David Batty, his nemesis in this game, ends up as man of the match in the Yorkshire Evening Post. Well-earned, I think, because it does go to show where a lot of the... Uh, the game was won and lost there, particularly with Vinny in the middle. A, a scrap was always on the cards, wasn't it, if you are to uh, to believe the stereotype. And we are looking quite good. Look at where we are in the table, boys. Seen that? Won't last. The only downside to this is that the Scum have won again at Southampton, and they are now top, still unbeaten, six games out of eight won. They've got 20 points. We're five behind, but we do have a game in hand. And we're also unbeaten. Let's bear mm-hmm. that in mind. And we've scored more goals in one fewer game. So I think... We should be top. On a moral basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liverpool on our, our coattails with 14 points. Coventry inexplicably hanging around in fourth position just um, behind them with Sheffield Wednesday and Spurs. But again, let's not forget that the number of games played is kind of all over the place because of Crystal Bloody Palace and their stupid renovations in the summer. Rest of the results then for this one. Coventry beat Notts County. Crystal Palace won Arsenal four. They're back on form a little bit. Liverpool drew with Villa one all. Luton two, Oldham one in the glamour tie in the division. Man City nil. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday 1, Norwich 2, West Ham 1, Forest 4, Wimbledon 2, Sheffield United 2, Everton 1, and Southampton, yeah, losing to Man United, and Spurs beating QPR 2 goals to nil. QPR still haven't won. They're a right old mess. Eight games played, no wins, four draws and four defeats, propping up the division. Bring back the plastic pitch. And that's Sheffield United's first win there in the division this season. Bless them. Trying their best, aren't they? They came up with us, but they can't keep up anymore. Not with the might and the power of Leeds United. 
An exciting game against Liverpool on the horizon back at Ellen Road in the uh, in the not too distant future. First, we have to go to Highfield Road and Coventry City, which is where we will catch up with you on September the 18th. The Matchball. 